So welcome. This is number six, I believe, of the Leadership Yogi podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, Mev Bertram, and her title today is From Neuroscience to Shamanism. This is really about the story that we tell ourselves and the way we shape our brain and the way we create our world. Um, or something like that. It's, this is an expansive uh, topic and we will try and frame it in as much as we can. Today we're going to talk about the importance of stories, um, both from that kind of neuroscience perspective and like the main triggers um, from our brain to file that information into the memory in a way that really can impact the behaviour that we have. And from the shaman, shame, shamanic perspective, which is kind of the opposite in a way, I guess, um, from the creators of our own reality, which then becomes a mirror of the stories that we tell ourselves. So this is really interesting stuff. Like I love the kind of almost like polar opposites in a way, but they're so polar connected. So before we go into that topic, I would love to find out a bit more about you, what you do, how you help people, kind of where it all started from really. Great. Um, well, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm really, really excited to speak to you. So that, well, so who I am or where I'm coming from. Um, so I am what I call a mental well-being mentor. And what I what I do is I, I help people overcome emotional stuckness mainly. But I do that in a very specific way that I have developed throughout the years, which I'll tell you how in a minute. But I have an approach called um, soul coaching for mental wellness. And it really, it combines three things um, that aren't usually combined together, which is psychology, neuroscience, and shamanism. And um, I developed this through the years. Well, the, the consequence of it is it's a really holistic approach to mental and emotional well-being because it really tackles um, the mind, the body, and the spirit because um, we are not separate, or these dimensions of ourselves are not separate. And as much as the spiritual work is powerful and extraordinary, if we deny that we are in a human body <laughs> that has its own ways of working, and then we have a human mind that also has its own ways of working, then we can only sort of fix one part of the puzzle. And so, and so this is why I, I really kind of believe in, in this holistic way of, of, of doing things and then under and, and also of understanding things like understanding what we are as a kind of neurological being what's the brain you know what what we are as a, as a mental being with the psyche and obviously what we are as a soul with the spirit I I came across all of these things through my professional experience so I have a degree in psychology and then this eventually led me into a career in neuroscience research, doing something very specific, um, looking at how storytelling impacts the parts of the brain that are involved in behavior change. Now, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit because I, I kind of missed out on a key bit of my life, which you know about, which is that I also studied theater directing. So I went to, <laughs> theater school. And so here's the, that there was a connection with the kind of the psyche and cognitive processes and storytelling that kind of led me to look at the neuroscience of storytelling and, and why it was important and how it can impact the brain. Now, in parallel to that, I also had a personal story, like, you know, like most people, they don't just have a career. 
And, and my personal story was one of, well, I don't like the world, the, the word, you know, illness, but I definitely, well, I suffered from, you know, chronic depression and very dark thoughts and all sorts for most of my adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is all the while being very successful. And I think that this is something that I'm very passionate about sharing because I realize now that I've started sharing that bit of myself and that people have started talking a bit more about that, that there's a lot of us in that position that we, you know, we hide the darkness very, very well. And we make sure that everywhere we go, we shine. And, um, and that is, you know, that's fine if potentially like me, you're lucky enough to stumble upon the things that will help you. Yeah. But it's not fine for the people. Well, it's not fine for anybody, but specifically for the people that hide it very, very well and don't stumble upon the things that can help them and don't talk about it so they don't have any opportunity to. And that's obviously when things start going even further down in the dark rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, so... So all the while doing all my, you know, psychology and your science and all of the kind of sciencey bits to understand in terms of prof- professionally, I was doing it, but also using it to try to understand myself. I also was seeking, you know, other ways to feel better, to understand my life, what, you know, what I was here for and all of that stuff. And eventually stumbled upon spiritual practices, uh, became a Buddhist and still am a Buddhist, and then stumbled upon shamanism, shamanic healing, all sorts of, all, all these practices, which I, which really opened my mind, heart, soul to a completely different understanding of the world, of life itself, of my place maybe and of my life and I don't finally found my purpose and all of that stuff I mean kind of but most importantly I have found probably that it's okay to seek and that the mysteries are never ending and that can be a really fun part of life as opposed to a very um, I guess difficult or um you know, a, a part of life that we feel um, terrified or insecure about are um, crippled by, let's say. And so, so this discovery um, that we can understand who we are in multiple magnificent magic ways um, was, was a big, big deal for me. Um, and so eventually thinking about those, you know, the three pillars of my life kind of thing. Well, the four, actually, the four, which is psychology, neuroscience, storytelling and, and shamanism or oh, spirituality. Yeah. Um, I've I've kind of worked at kind at finding for myself first and then for others something understanding how we feel and ultimately feeling better really which is the kind of the point of this all right um, yeah uh, and so and so here here I am uh, trying to to to, to ho- hopefully spread the word about these different ways of thinking and and ex- exploring who we are um, and uh, hoping it you know it sparks some things in people's imagination and, and can help them on their journey. Oh, I so love that, that. <laughs> here. Yeah, I think that's such a powerful 
thing to because ultimately we're trying to feel better you know that's the outcome we, we want to feel better in the most holistic safe fulfilling way you know we don't want to have to resort to other things or things outside of us to, to feel better which is what most people tend to do um so what's been like kind of the most challenging in your own life and the most challenging um things that people have brought to the table with you that you've helped people through have you got anything to share on that yeah you know when you just asked me what was the most challenging thing what came to mind is that i did not know how to trust myself yeah that's ultimately what that was yeah you know if i can look at because symptoms which i you know i call the the source symptoms the source signals because yeah. one of my really profound premise belief and premise of, of the work that i do is that your emotions are signals they're yeah. signals from your inner being and the the and they're and they're incredibly wonderful signals even the painful emotions the, mm -hmm. the painful emotions once you understand what they mean they help you and wow. you don't you're not afraid of them anymore you don't think that you're wrong to have them anymore even your darkest thoughts yeah. like suicidal thoughts are a signal that you if you if you investigate what they're trying to tell you mm. you may find that it's a fast track to a transformation that you ultimately inside really want to do but don't necessarily know how or have the courage of or you know and and so that's what it was to, to not trust myself to not trust my emotions as signals and therefore to be stuck in them and not be able to investigate what they actually meant and therefore to find very simple guidance sometimes right that that if you don't listen very similarly to the thing is that physically right with our physical being we are taught very quickly well also because from survival perspective we don't have a, yeah. a, a big choice like if it hurts we have to stop because ultimately we might die kind of thing you know if, if you put yeah. your you're being in you know, it's, it's a you know or your hand on a stove burning stove you will take it out because it will um well it will be a very good, great harm to your physical integrity um and so your body knows and also we're taught we're taught you know if it hurts look at it investigate don't let it hurt and we're also taught that physical pain isn't something to be ashamed of. It's something to be kind of not honored, but in, in the, you know, kind of very much brought up and yeah. that we are taught to seek help for physical pain. We are taught that physical pain is the signal that we need to investigate something and heal something and all of that stuff. Mm. We've got none, like we, we have very little teaching in terms of our emotional pain, which yes. ultimately is exactly the same thing. It's yeah. exactly the same thing. And if I'm going to say something very drastic, from a biological perspective, ultimately, it is as important because emotional pain need people to kill themselves. So if yes. you know, in terms of evolution, we should yeah. really address it, you know, yeah, um, it's because important. we can die from it. Yeah, um, so true. So true. I love your, your truth there. This is what this podcast is about. It's about being real and honest and getting people to see through that um, illusion and into actually what's real and what needs to change. Um, so tell me more about like the kind of challenges that your clients have come to you for and how you've helped them navigate their way forwards with your process 
um, annual modalities as well. Yeah, so I would say um, ultimately the, the root cause of what people come to me with is very similar in terms of it is because they don't have the access to their, their inner wisdom or their transcendent wisdom. And so what they come to me with can be a range The Very joys good. of technology, right? Maybe, maybe the technology has the most. Exactly. Well, everything has consciousness, right? <laughs> so yeah, you were saying. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's. I'm just thinking. Yeah, because uh, if it's me, I could try and, and figure something out. But anyway, let, let's let's keep going. Yeah, and, uh, with, with it. It's all good. Um. We we I can start again. Yeah, start again. Okay. All right. Um. So in terms of what the, the, the people who come to me for, come to me with, you know, I would say inevitably the root cause is that they aren't um, fully connected or they haven't learned to fully connect to their own inner wisdom or what I call transcendent wisdom, right? It is the, the, the part of ourselves that is connected to um, everything that we are and everything that the universe wants to share with us. And um, but but in terms of what they you know they they come to me with they don't say yeah, that yeah of course. right it is it's usually um, it is usually you know there are well it would be um, they're not feeling okay emotionally right okay and they and they don't know what happened to me and I've you know like you know I'm grieving or um, you know I've got this 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 event that happened in my life. I mean it can help with that, but most most people it's this kind of very because we attract the people that I think we attract who we are sometimes, and and so it's it's usually people who are in the situation I was in a few years ago, which is like yes. I feel horrible, but I can't yeah. figure out why. You know it isn't that's yeah. you know. Um, they know that the, the career is fine and, you know, they have a family sometimes or a relationship and, uh, you know, maybe there's some aspects of their life that's not ideal, but it doesn't justify feeling the way that they're feeling. Um, and so that's, that's what comes up. And so, yes, also, you know, imagine all sorts of, you know, negative and dark emotional ruts that they can be stuck in yeah. and they can't get out yeah. of the rut. I love that. I think there, there's so much, I mean, there's so much, there used to be so much shame and sad, you know, not, it's just not a healthy thing or okay thing to talk about our emotions or, it, you know, it's not okay to be able to express them and actually it can be very um, scary for some people to actually fully open up to someone else that they don't know about to talk about their emotions and their feelings. So, you know, taking that first step how would what would you say to people who are feeling like that and are like terrified of being judged about what they've been through or all of this stuff that's going on within their mind terrified of being judged what, what is that person going to think of me what would you say to them you know if they're listening now what would you say to stop to actually get them on that call with you and actually have a conversation 
I would say the first thing is to consider the possibility mm -hmm. that your emotions are a gift. Um, because that I, I said, you've really, you know, you've put the, the hmm, I've got only have the French expression in my head, the finger on the thing. Anyway. The, yeah, finger on the button or what, yeah. In French. <laughs> but because it is, it is about the shame. And even before the shame of talking about it to someone else, the shame about feeling those things because, because we're taught that they're wrong. Yeah. And we're taught that they, and, and even now that we have started about mental illness, yeah. Well, we're taught that it means that we're ill. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mentally, yeah. Which sounds like the most scary thing in the world, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's the first thing is to reframe that. Yeah. Um, the your emotions are a gift to you. They really are. And your and your and your ability actually to access them is also a gift. Love this. Are a lot of people out there won't let the other thing about the way that that the society has i guess evolved or the way we are right now um as that you know sometimes we're we don't even have access to how yeah. we really feel inside and so it, although it might seem like um it's a curse what you're feeling um first of all the emotions are a gift it's a signal but the fact that you're able to access it um is another is another gift um so that's the first thing <laughs> I would say. Wow. Just saying that alone could save someone's life. Like saying that could really get someone to sit and think and go, actually, I'm not wrong. I'm not mentally ill. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. No, no. no. Um, it's when they start putting themselves in the box of like, oh, there's something wrong with me, that they start to sort of withdraw and not say anything. And it leads to the... The depression, the depression leads to the suicide. Actually recognizing that your emotions are a gift is a huge, huge switch. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is exactly it. The, the, um, the withdrawal and, and the hiding and the, the, and, the, and the hiding to maintain, um, you know, other people's idea that you are fine because and, and this is a very weird dynamic where um, the more you hide it, the more you perpetuate the um, belief that if, if, if people knew something you know, terrible would happen, you'd get rejected, you'd get um, you know, put into the, the, the category of yeah. <laughs> people, unstable people, not un untrustworthy maybe, if you're afraid to talk about that kind of stuff at work, for example. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and, and uh, yeah, and then and again, the culture about talking about emotions at work is just wrong again, in my opinion. We need to upgrade this, um, yes. especially in, I would say, the more conventional lines of work. Obviously, in, in our line of work, you and I, it's like we are kind of encouraged to open up a bit more, but mm -hmm. in the majority of Western society's jobs, like, no, yeah. you don't open up about your feeling because you're going to get um you know cast away very quickly or you or you know people feel that they that they might absolutely absolutely so questions coming through about like what five tips would you give someone that's really chal like chal being challenged right now with their emotions and with their state of mental health what would you say to them 
um, in that they can take away with them today from this this call five like processes or tips that they can get from this conversation in order to be able to move from that painful place into a much more balanced not with not the, the answer but into a more of a balanced state of being okay um I'm going to sort of try and channel for in no particular order, but yes. Okay. So the first one is, is still, is still understand and consider that your emotions are a gift. The second thing, um, consider the possibility that, that you are not your emotions. Right. Um, so, so I'll talk about the concept of this and then I'll give a practical tip, but, um, similarly as I, I always compare that to our physical, um, you know, uh, physical pain, you know, yeah. Um, if you have a tummy ache, you disidentify from the tummy, like you are not the tummy ache, first of yeah. all. Um, so you can look at it. You can look at it from, a, from an observer perspective, right? Kind of um, have a tummy ache, investigate it. Um, don't, so, so, and that, so that's going to lead me to two other things, right? So if you, if, you, if you start to understand that you're not your emotion, then you can investigate them with more calm, more compassion, and more curiosity. And so that's third, third, third tip. Fourth oh, tip nice. that allows you to also not extrapolate your, you know, not extrapolate from that emotion into your life, into your future. We don't think I have a tummy ache. I'm going to have a tummy ache for the rest of my life. My life is going to be ruled by that tummy ache. You know, if I told anyone I had a tummy ache, I would be fired. I mean, you know, we extrapolate so much from our emotions and we don't have to. No. You don't have to think that because you feel like um, there's no, okay. You don't have to believe that if you feel like there's no hope, there's actually no hope and there's going to be no hope. This is an identification and extrapolation. You don't have to do these things. And then the five, the five tip, um, there's probably six, but if you want to, um, <laughs> if you want to stop identifying with your emotions, kind of a few things to get started. One of them is exactly that. Look at your emotions as you would a physical, a physical thing in your body, because actually they have a physical component, right? Like yeah. we feel sad. Where, where does it feel sad? Does it feel heavy in your chest? Does it feel tight in your throat? Does it feel, um, you know, the, uh, twisted in your in your stomach. You know, and 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 try and, and get this um, investigation started. I'm gonna digress a little bit, but yeah, I'm gonna digress completely. But it's important, I think. So, because the the process of investigating, first of all, at a, at a spiritual level, it 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 means you're reclaiming your power, That's right? Awesome. You're reclaiming the 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 soul, the 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 energy, the transcendent energy that you are to look at what's going on through the, or what's going through you as a vessel. So mm. um, that, that means you're becoming that, that observer again. Mm. From a neurological perspective, something really interesting happens in your brain that the, the process of investigating activates a, a specific brain process, which, which is tied to a particular part of the brain, which we call the approach system. The approach system, as it sounds, is the part of the brain that activates as soon as you are interested by something, curious about something, like something, all of these things. Now, what's good about this is it works in opposite direction 
to the avoidance system. As it sounds, avoidance system is what we don't like, what's negative, um, what we're afraid of, right? And they 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 tend to they they work in opposite directions. So if one works more, the other works less. And mm -hmm. so what's going on when you are consciously activating curiosity, then it will suppress to a degree your avoidance system that's tied to all the negative emotions that you are feeling. Mm -hmm. And so that can be a good trick um, to just kind of, you know, if you, even if you think, oh, I don't know, it's going to work, just do the thing because biologically yeah. also do something. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the final um, tip that I would give you, which I think is the sixth one, but, you know, reach out for help, reach out for help. I'm obviously you can reach out to people like me, but also, um, again, take, take, take the power back in your hand and investigate, do a little bit of, of Googling, find, try, because just the act of going, you know what, I'm going to start investigating solutions for this. Mm -hmm. Again, puts you back in the driver's seat. Um, back to my analogy about tummy ache, <laughs> you know, you'd right. go, okay, there's obviously something that I'm eating that doesn't agree with me because I've had tummy aches for the past week, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. So like Google, tummy ache for one week solutions, you know, what are the causes of tummy aches, you know, whatever, whatever. But again, because um, first of all, you, you may well stumble upon the thing that works for you. And also beyond that, it, it means that you are acknowledging all the power that you have to change how you feel yeah I really love that and I think people start you say people are so quick to just identify with the issue then they become the issue and then when they become the issue they get stuck in that rut and it's the breaking away from the rut to then break away this break 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 so you yeah those steps are, are brilliant practical tools that people can give just doing that alone is get, get giving people hope giving people um like allowing people to dig into the into the issue and actually like you say get their power back that they are in charge they, they have a choice you know they they have that that strength so just to take that power back move forwards that you know there is a solution to everything and to actually work through it it's like the first step is just awareness isn't it it's acknowledging and I love that. That's really powerful. So lastly, before we have to go, what would you say to the person that is just like kind of happy staying there? You know, they're kind of happy staying there. You, you get people that are like stuck in that state and they're just quite happy and comfortable. They might be happy. They're not really happy, but they're kind of stuck in the rut. They're happy, right? I think happy they would never say they're happy mm. but they would say they're comfortable yeah a hundred percent or yeah. actually you know what they might not even sound comfortable but the truth is that they would they, they they are to some degree because ultimately when we stay in a situation is because we're getting something out of it and wow. so uh, you know to a to a degree whatever that might be even if we think it's a very painful situation um i i would say um that okay Another thing about your brain, that um, our brains are programmed to avoid the unfamiliar. Mm. And um, that's because way back from an evolutionary perspective, 
the unfamiliar might have seemed attractive, but, but was very dangerous. So if you think about maybe a beautiful, I guess, female lion or male, male lion, the ones that have the massive, beautiful fur, right? Looks like a lovely little massive cat toy or something. And so as a human in a jungle, we might've been like, wow, you know, but our brain was like, you don't know what that is, stay away. Because, and, and rightly so, because the lion would have been like, <laughs> yes. and, so, and so what's going on with the possibilities of feeling better or the, and any kind of transformation process is that it, it takes us into the unfamiliar yes. and we have physiological evolutionary barriers against transformation, against the unfamiliar, because our brain thinks that it's going to, or it might kill us. Yes. And so it's again, really about asking yourself, um, going, I would say going within, going within, because somewhere within, there's the soul part, right? The soul part, which is not the brain, which is not the reptilian primitive brain part of you, the soul part of you that knows what it really wants and what it really wants is to feel happy to expand, to explore, and to do the transformation that is required for you to do that. And so it's to really go, yeah, go further, go further within and ask yourself um, what, what that part of you truly, truly is saying. And when, once you've found that, then again, take on the power of being the observer and look at the resistance, right? Look at whether, you know, whether you think it's fine is really you who think is fine or yeah. it's just your brain trying to protect you from the lion that doesn't exist <laughs> that's so true that's a brilliant analogy i do like your analogies <laughs> yeah look at the resistance it's an important one because what you keep resisting keeps persisting anyway so you're going to get stuck in that cycle and it's a whole nother that's a whole nother podcast for, for sure that's another topic yeah yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> yeah yeah no and as you say um don't become don't become the issue yeah yeah starts with us starts with that person that one individual you guys listening starts with you you have choice you have a, a choice to say yes no i'm going to do this i'm not going to do this like you you have that choice so how can people like work with you how can they reach out to you where can they find you so um they can find me at um, uh, on, on my website so this it's www.spiritheartlight.com um, so that's an easy way also on there there is a, a free uh, presentation a free masterclass on um, ways to optimize our mental and emotional well-being so um, that could be helpful for for people I'm sure brilliant thank you so much thank you any last mm. minute words you have um well, mantra, favorite mantra, had, maybe. Yes, we we had a, such an amazing conversation, and we didn't end up discussing really fundamentally the connection between um, the, the 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 neuroscience of stories or the <laughs> and the shamanic view of stories. But I think you've summed it up and said that we first we first have an issue and then we become an issue. It's actually really well summed up in that little nugget because ultimately the. The, the stories we tell ourselves form our inner reality, which then um, impacts how we view the world, um, our response to it, and then everything else that we create as a result. 
So whatever, everything that's within you will create your world. Absolutely. I would end with that. That's a lovely way to end that. Yeah, I think you've explained this process very well, simplified it for people. You know, that's what it's about. It's just simplifying this, um, not over, over explaining. It's just clear. And yeah, that just little nugget. There's so many nuggets in this whole conversation. Um, and it's going to open people's minds. It's going to really turn on the light bulbs, I'm sure. Um, when you just kind of voice that out, yeah, people really, it will bring light, light bulbs in their heads. So thank you so much for sharing all your incredible spiritual wisdom and your, your neuroscience wisdom as well. There's just so much, so much value from this. Really well, appreciate you being on. Well, I really, really appreciate all of your really wonderful question that you really seem to just channel and it was really great to talk to you in that way thank you thank you thank you